You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am chatting with actor, choreographer, and educator, Brandon Leffler. Hi, Brandon. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. So we are doing another remote recording because we are still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Um which has affected, I mean, obviously everybody in the entertainment industry, but um, you especially were, up until a few days ago, you were performing on the national tour of My Fair Lady. Yes. So can you take us through these last few days, sort of um, when you found out the tour was being halted, what state were you in at the time, um, how'd you get back home? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we first heard word of, you know, possible repercussions and cancellations when we were in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We finished all of our shows there, and then we moved um, to Columbus, Ohio. We only mm-hmm. did one show in Columbus, and the following day, the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, limited any gatherings to a hundred or less people, Mm. which was what shut us down. Um, So we did one show in Columbus. Uh, I'm very fortunate that all of my family is in Cleveland, Ohio. So um, it was a very short two hour drive to be home with my parents. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, But you know, course we had quite a few cast members who live in new york who live in la who had big trips to make um but luckily i've been in we we have you know a facebook group for all of us and everyone has made it back to their home safely so i'm really thankful for that oh that's great now what what um when so the governor was the one who who shut it down did anyone from the tour company call as well just to confirm that there was going to be no show? Yes, we had, so we had our our show on that first Tuesday evening. The mm-hmm. next day, we got the word that the show would be shutting down, but we still had a full company meeting, full cast and crew. And we sat down with a representative from the touring company from Troika Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they basically just gave us a briefing of how everything's going to work, gave us sort of a timeline of, when we would be away from the show, you know, a minimum of four weeks. And we're just very hopeful that we will be able to pick up again in the near future. But ultimately, you know, we just have to take it on a day-to-day basis like everyone else. Right, right. So what have you been doing since you've been home? I have been, I love teaching. I teach dance. Mm -hmm. And so I have been using this time to put together uh, exercises for class and um, choreo, class choreography combinations. Um, 
to post online. I've just been posting them on Instagram. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so that, yeah, just to give people options to get up and move. I've been really trying to tailor the exercises to work in small spaces because obviously, you know, most of us don't have a lot of room to travel around. Um, yes. So I've been, yeah, I've been coming up with exercises that don't take up a lot of space, but still get you moving and motivated and, you know, trying to keep it positive. Oh, that's terrific. During this time, it's clearly a very stressful time for everybody. So how do you manage the stress of not working, of work suddenly being halted? What are some things you do to keep yourself calm? I'm really trying to stick to a schedule. Um, you know, I'm giving... Here's one thing that I'm noticing. A lot of people are like, go, 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 go. I think mm-hmm. to not have to think about what's actually happening. Um, right. And so I'm being uh, cognizant of giving myself free time to just sit and take all of this in. Because a lot of it, you know, our mm-hmm. brains need to process what's happening. And that can be exhausting. Yeah. Um, so it's important to give yourself some time to do that. Uh, but really what I've been doing is uh, I'm trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour and get up at a reasonable hour, not mm-hmm. just like abandon my sleep cycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you be- consider a reasonable hour for, for um, going to I, sleep? And for me, up? you know, I try to be in bed around midnight and I try mm-hmm. to be up around eight. Oh, that's great. Wow. In general. And then um, I'm making sure to get outside every day just to, you know, take a walk around the block. I'm mm-hmm. definitely social distancing, but it's it's healthy for, for me mentally and physically to just get out and just, even if it's just around the block a couple times. Um, and then I have some weights here in my parents' basement, so I'm uh-huh. getting my own gym routine on. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, is this the house you grew up in? It sure is. Yes. Oh, so that's great. So you've really you really went back home. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. In so many full circle moments because I grew up dancing all the time in my basement here. Like I would all of my socks as a child had holes in them because I would just dance in the basement for hours. <laughs> so here I am back in my thirties. And maybe I'm not, well, I'm still dancing, but you know, I'm moving and shaking in my basement, just like in my teenage days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm trying to stay busy, but then I'm also trying to give myself time to watch TV, watch Netflix. Thank goodness for Netflix right now. Yes. What what are you Um, watching? uh, I just started Love is Blind. Uh Uh-huh. And... I, I'm into it. I've also been watching um, The Trials of Gabrielle Fernandez, which is incredibly sad, but important to watch, I think. Mm. Um, I've not heard cool. of that one yet. Yes. I Just a little a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the tour itself for a little bit, because um, we might as well make this not all about the pandemic and, and, mm. and talk about the work that you actually got to do for, for so many months. Yes. Um, so what made you want to audition for the My Fair Lady tour initially? Um, I'm a huge fan of the creative team for this show, Christopher Gatelli and Bartlett Schur. Mm, um, oh, I love them. I Yes. I've admired both of them for years. And um, and to, to be honest, I knew 
the show, but I didn't know that much about it. Um, so I came in really because I love that team. And then as soon as I found out that I had booked the show, I really started doing a lot more research about the show. And I have definitely fallen in love with it. I love um, the idea of an entire show being sort of centered around language and how language can really change someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned a lot and I'm continuing to learn a lot and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the process. That's great. What, um, what's some things that you've learned specifically? Well, um, Eliza, the main character, right? Yeah. She goes from living a very, very poor life. She has, um, a Cockney accent, just, you know, the accent that she grew up with. And throughout the course of the story, she learns how to speak in like a very proper British RP dialect. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible to see, you know, throughout the course of the show, how differently she is treated in public mm. um, with one accent versus another. And it's really made me start to listen. Even when we go from city to city, you know, every city and state has their own dialect. Right. And I really do start to pick up on it. I start to notice. I'm like, oh, wow, how does this person speak? How does this person speak? And then accordingly, how how is that person received with the people mm. around them just based on how they speak? And I noticed that there is a difference. There is a huge difference when someone um, has a very uh, educated air about the way that they speak mm-hmm. versus when somebody is speaking like, just like slang terms and um, you can just very quickly tell like the exact sort of area that they might be from. And it's interesting that um, language can be so powerful in how you are treated and received by those around you. Yes, that is very true. It it, it definitely has an impact, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, as to how people interact with you. Right. In in the show, you um you play a few roles. So what are what are some challenges to playing multiple roles in the show? Uh, yes, I <laughs> I do. I play a lot of different roles. Um, in the beginning of the show, I play a character named George. He has mm-hmm. one line, but still, every role is worth noting. Yeah, <laughs> and George is very poor, and he's a Cockney accent, and then. In the latter part of the show, I play Charles, who is Mrs. Higgins Butler. He's very prim and proper, and um, I have a lot of fun exploring the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started my career as a dancer, but I have started to learn so much as an actor, and I'm continuing to grow in that arena. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because when I approach characters in the beginning as a dancer, I try to find their physicality and their physicality mm-hmm. differences. So George, my Cockney character, you know, he's definitely more um, sunken in, you know, shoulders forward. It's like, for me, I think of, you know, the life that he must have gone through. And so he's very beaten down, very mm. um, chin down, you know, that sort of feeling. Versus mm-hmm. when I'm playing George, uh, sorry, Charles, and Charles is incredibly lifted, chin up to the sky <laughs> at all times. Um, 
And so it's a fun way for me to sort of build on a character from the beginning, from a dance perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course I add in all of, you know, actual acting technique, but it's, it's, it's fun for me to just feel the difference in a character right from the beginning. And have you ever gotten um, confused as to which character, you know, which which character you're going on for? Have you had any mishap like that where you're like, oh. You know, I have not because I really try to like always give myself a moment before um, Mm -hmm. and like drop into the physicality of whatever character that is right before. Mm. Um, And that's something that I think for me is important to remember because especially in Broadway musical theater where you're doing the same show eight times a week over and over and over again, uh, performances can have a tendency to get stale Mm -hmm. and you're doing the same thing over and over again. So it's very important for me to always have that moment to check in with what I'm doing uh, to keep it fresh and to keep it real in, in the moment. Mm, that's great. Cause that probably, that helps not only does that help you, but then that probably helps your coworkers too, to know that you're always right there and yeah. giving it that full attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you like about tour life? You know, traveling around and visiting the different cities I have toured before. I, I, my first tour, I did the non-equity cats tour a long time ago. Oh, wow. Um, and then I also toured with wicked for about two years mm-hmm. and I toured with a chorus line for about a year and a half. And, um, I think one of the things that I enjoy about touring is finding my little local places in each city. Mm. You know, as you go across the United States, you're going to, there's a Target, there's a McDonald's, there's a, you know, it's like, there's a lot of the same in every city. Yes. (laughs) But it's fun and important for me to keep things interesting, to find like the little local coffee shop, the little local sandwich place, Mm. um, and try to like establish some sort of routine while being on tour. Because Mm -hmm. tour can feel... It can be rough sometimes when everything is constantly changing around you. So I do my best to establish some sort of routine in each city. Um, and a lot of times I find that in like my little local coffee shops that I can find <laughs> in each city. It's That's, a little thing, but it, it makes a big difference to me. No, it does. I mean, I know when I go away, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts somewhere, but it is nice right. to find that independent shop so you could get a real flavor for what is going yes. on in that town. Right. Yes. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Let's take a, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game. So okay. don't go anywhere because we have a lot more with Brandon. Priceline presents go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com 
and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Okay, so we're back, and we're going to play a game called Dance Like There's No Tomorrow. And since you are a choreographer, we are going to... The game is inspired by one of my favorite choreographers, Paula Abdul. Yes! Yes. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to list some places that one would go dancing, and you tell me who you would want to be dancing with in those places. Okay, amazing. All right, so let's start with the obvious the club the club and i can choose anyone you can choose anyone anyone the club beyonce yes 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 <laughs> and which song um would you dance to a beyonce song with her or would you choose someone else's music to be dancing to um, you know what i would choose one of my old favorites which is ladies leave your man at home <laughs> I love it. That is Remember amazing. Remember that one? Uh, is jumping, jumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That, I can't that remember would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And who would you dance with at a wedding? Ooh, my future husband. Ooh. I haven't met him yet, but yes, that's who it would be for sure. Do you, do you have any celebrity crushes that you would like to be your future husband? Uh, no, I don't want a celebrity. They're too much high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. My boyfriend is is not a celebrity, and I'm I am thrilled because yes. it it's nice to to date someone not in the business. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you were so, were you a Golden Girls fan? Oh yes, still am. Oh. Okay, terrific. So remember the episode where they had that all-night dance competition? Yes. Okay, so if you were doing an all-night dance competition, who would you want to be your dance partner? Oh, my gosh. Probably my first teacher ever. We're still very close friends. Her name is Gina Rawson. Mm. Um, yeah, she was my first dance teacher. We're still friends to this day. She's like a huge mentor to me, and she's a ton of fun. So I would choose Gina. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Did she get to see you on tour with you My know, Fair Lady? Or not yet. The other? But hopefully, you know, if we are able to move past this in a timely manner, mm -hmm. uh, we are playing Cleveland Playhouse for about a month at the starting at the end of April. Oh, so wow. she will definitely get to see the show then if it happens. Hopefully it will. Yes, we are praying for that. Definitely. Yes. Yes. And the last place I want to know about you going dancing is, of course, in the hills that are alive <laughs> with the sound of music. Well, I mean, Julie Andrews is the no brainer answer. Yes. But I would say Julie Andrews plus my family, I think my parents Aww. and my siblings, because I mean, come on, 
the hills are alive with the sound of music. You got to be with your family for that, right? Yes. That is so cute. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) None of them are dancers, not a single one. So I'll be dancing and they'll just be, you know, standing there awkwardly. (laughs) Right. Or you could teach them. I mean, there's plenty of room in those hills for. That's true. uh, Yeah. That's true. Well, that's the whole game. So thank you for playing. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, Let's go back to some questions now. Okay. So in addition to acting and choreography, uh, you are also, as you mentioned earlier, an educator. You you teach. Yes. So what is something that you have learned from your students that has turned out to actually help you in your own acting or dancing that you didn't have prior to teaching? Mm. I would say... I'm always trying to get my kids to break out of their shell. Mm. Um, especially, I teach a lot of theater dance, musical theater dance. Mm-hmm. and um, For acting, what age? Um, all ages, but I would say mostly teens between 13 and 18. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. And I really stress the importance of storytelling with dancing. Mm. Um, because even if they are not wanting to dance on Broadway, even if they don't want to work in musical theater, it is still so important to be able to tell a story when you dance. Um, The way I describe it is, you know, when Joe Schmo off the street comes in to watch a performance and you're doing all these fancy legs and jumps and, Uh, it gets really old for them really fast because they don't really comprehend what's happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But if you can tell a story with your movement, that will hold anyone's attention because Mm. storytelling, people understand. If you tell someone a story, they, they will listen and they will stick around and they will stay engaged and interested. You know, you can only do so many turns with your leg up in the air before you get bored really. Right. Is what it is. Um, so that being said, I encourage my kids to like push themselves outside of their comfort zone in the, with the idea of storytelling. And so often I find that um, it's hard for them to push past that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know for myself, when I would go to auditions and um, I would be given an assignment acting-wise. Even though in the back of my head I knew I needed to tell the story, I was really just worried about getting the steps. Hmm. And I felt like as long as I got the steps perfectly from beginning to end, then I could like pepper in some storytelling. Mm. Mm-hmm. In musical theater, that does not serve you. The people behind the table would much rather see you screw up some steps, but really be present and in the moment and telling the story 100%. Mm -hmm. And in watching my kids struggle with that, it has really taught me how important it is to focus on the storytelling versus doing the steps perfectly. That Mm -hmm. it's taught me a lot about myself and the choices that I make as a a dancer and as an actor, especially when I audition. That's a great lesson to to well to teach them and then in your and in turn yourself to learn as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the best way to approach that is you know when you're in your class especially uh ballet 
you know, mm-hmm. use those ballet classes to really, really work on your technique, like work your butt off to get your technique to a really high level so that when you do go into um, that musical theater audition, you can go in as an actor mentally and just know that your technique is at a level that you don't have to think so much about it. Mm. And yes. that I think will take you really far in musical theater. Right. Cause if you don't have to worry about the technique as you're, as you're telling the story, you could really focus on the character. Yes. If you have all those tools down. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Wonderful lesson to have and to learn. Thank you. Yeah. It's you're really welcome. opened my eyes. That's great. Well, now we're going to move into some rapid fire questions. Okay. So let's, uh, start with what is your favorite go-to emoji when texting oh (laughs) probably the um the bashful smiley face with jazz hands on either side oh yes Uh (laughs) uh-huh i love that one i love that one and hence probably because you're a dancer and the jazz hands jazz hands (laughs) yes yes uh what brand of cough drop do you buy when you are under the weather Mm, ricola ricola Mm. Yes, I love it. How do you how do you take your coffee? Mm, usually black with a little bit of almond milk, or mm. if I'm getting crazy, pumpkin spice because I'm basic. <laughs> I love that. That's your crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite guilty pleasure TV show to watch? Ooh. Mm. Probably Law and Order. Mm. The uh, regular or like SVU? SVU. Or... I, yes. love, I love me some Mariska Hargitay. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. She so really good. Is. I actually just started watching. I'm going to watch the series from the beginning, from season one. Mm. And so I'm, I'm eight episodes in. Nice. So, yeah. Even though I've seen probably on, on USA and every other channel, I've seen almost every episode, but I've never seen it in order. And there's so much oh. that happens within the squad r- room. Oh, that I, okay. yeah. That I don't know that I'm like, I want to finally learn the whole story. Right. And you can go yeah. back to the good, like short hair Mariska. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although I do like the long hair. I have to say. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Um. And finally, uh, the last rapid fire question is uh, boxers or briefs? Mm, that's a tricky one. I, I have to say uh, boxer briefs. Okay. <laughs> because, combo. I mean, if I had to choose one, I would say briefs because boxers just feel like nothing. Yes. But um, I, love, uh, I love the support with the, the little short action. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I, under- I understand. Yeah. Well, we're already at the end of the interview. Oh man. I know. So fast. Yeah. So fast. But <laughs> I always I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you have not previously shared, what would you tell me today? Mmm. Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. If I had to bear something that I have not previously shared? Yes. Um, yes. I want to know something that you have not told other people. Let's see. 
Um, well, I will say this, because uh, I haven't shared this, but I think it's worth sharing and it's, uh, it's a good thing for people to know. Okay. I am a, uh, I am in recovery from uh-huh. drugs and alcohol mm. and a big part of my recovery process is I go to, um, meetings. I go to, uh, recovery meetings. And I have just recently found that there is a whole on uh, zoom it's called uh-huh. online. And there are tons of meetings available where you can talk to other, um, alcoholics and addicts about what you're going through. And it's a really great resource when you're not able to go to meetings in person. Um, mm-hmm. you can do it online and oh, that's great. It's super, it's super helpful, especially in like high stress times like this, where people mm-hmm. need to to share their feelings and talk to someone in a group environment. It's really great. So it's called Zoom, and you can find tons of meetings. And um, I'm trying it for the first time today. I'm super excited, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's who might be struggling right now. That's terrific. So when you go on Zoom, do you just type in? like alcoholics anonymous or yeah i believe so uh-huh that's ter- that's terrific and thank you for sharing that because it's a very personal part of your life but i know so many people listening especially in this climate right now where we're where we we can't interact with large groups of people right i know that will help a lot of people i hope so yeah that's what it's all about right yes it definitely is well, thank you so much for for coming on and and talking so openly about everything. Um, we look forward to the tour resuming when when this is all over. Yes. And um, where can uh, where can everyone find you on online? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Brandon Leff, B R A N D O N L E F F, and yeah, I'll be there. With lots of dance classes. <laughs> Great. Well, go follow Brandon on Instagram and take his dance classes. And um, as soon as we hear when the tour is resuming, I'll add that into the description of, of, the, of the podcast so everyone can come see you. Amazing. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, we'll chat soon. Okay. Sounds All great. Right. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're welcome. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had him at all The place for the business of show CallMeAdam.com Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit CallMeAdam.com And follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CallMeAdamNYC.